It was a black show. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to yourself, James. You wish. What'd you say? I I responded on automatic, but I don't know what you said. I just said I was like, "You wish." That's what I said, but I don't know what you. I don't know what you were. I don't know what I was responding to. I was just like, "You wish." Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the IO panel. This is episode number 65, recorded on Sunday, July 2nd, 2017, in the year of our Lord. With me is Mr. I'm sorry, Dr. Neil Blevins. Neil Blevins, how you doing? Doing great, man. Canada's birthday was yesterday. Fucking everything is right in the world. Correct. And James, James, how you doing? I'm good, man. Got my uh, my hot water tea <laughs> here, my hot water, and I had a busy weekend, but it's good. I have a friend in town, and she's busy not having sex with me. <laughs> so she's well, busy standing in the other room, exiled. There's a harsh reality. Oh. Um. But okay. that said, I'm sorry for um, your loss. Life, <laughs> that, 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 other than that, everything's good. Okay. It's like other than that heartbreaking fact, uh, everything is fine. <laughs> I'm I am drinking hot water and not having sex. Yeah. So that's actually, that. Actually, yeah, she's just my friend. So we're just we're just we're just homies. So she's in town and been hanging out, having a good time. We went to a few places and. Michael hung out with us last night, and uh, what else we do? We did a bunch of stuff, Michael. It was a busy weekend. To Ryan's house? Yeah, to Ryan's house for a barbecue. Bought some oh, steak. How was that? Yeah. Now, did you get... I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but did you get the steak that his wife bought you, or did you get steak? I bought steak. I went okay. to Costco and spent $63 on four massive ribeyes on New York Strip. I think New York Strip. So you didn't take that opportunity to get the ribeye, the cap ribeye, or the ribeye cap? No. It's like super expensive, but so delicious. No, uh, I was going to get tri-tip, but tri-tip is like, people don't don't really know how to, what to do with tri-tip. Isn't that traditionally used for corned beef? Well, no, but you or can... Or smoking? Tri-tip, apparently, if you cut it like against the grain in a certain kind of way, it can be really nice. But you gotta have the right kind of knife, and you know it's a few things going on with it. But I've seen it served on TV, of course, and it was looked pretty freaking good. So, um, you know what? One of my favorite things is whenever I go to IHOP, is their steak tips and eggs. You ever had that? Mm, I have. So had good, yeah. so tender. Yeah, I always have to shit afterwards, but man, it's delicious. IHOP makes you shit. <laughs> This is IHOP is not a sponsor of this show, and they never will be. Yeah, not <laughs> no chance of that. See, they're not paying us to say these great things about. <laughs> yeah. <them. laughs> um, so if you're constipated, go get IHOP. Yep. So how was uh, the the tour last night? I saw a couple of pictures on the social medias. 
Oh, um, yeah, Mike, you did it. Yeah, me, me and Mike did it. It was good. The beer, the beer tour. I, I, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The guy, the hostess was Hysteria, Hysteria Brewing Company in Columbia, Maryland. And the guy who gave us the tour was pretty nice. He's a funny guy, interesting. And um, we learned a lot about the brewing process. I may become a beer maker now. Wow. And we ate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> become we, a, a homebrew a uh, home, aficionado. A home, yeah, homebrew aficionado. We made, We also ate uh, malted hops. Mm. That was fucking. Is that what we were eating? Yeah, those little seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, malted hops. I ate them by the handful. They're good. I'd be the worst homebrewer because I'd just be eating the hops. You know, <laughs> it's like they're like corn nuts, man. It's delicious, dude. They're they're like they're like grape nuts, except less dis- teeth destroying. Oh, uh, you know, that's, okay, I, that's pretty good. Did I say corn nuts? No, you said grape nuts. Grape I nuts, said corn yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like grape nuts. That's what when you hold them and the t- consist the consistency in your mouth is like grape nuts. And also, we talked about this before on the show, and I knew it was a thing and not just some gross thing you were saying. But Wart? No, mouthfeel. Oh. Yeah. Or did Michael talk about it? Michael, are you the mouthfeel guy? I was talking about mouthfeel. Could be. He's like, he's like, when it was in my mouth, the mouthfeel was very too Honestly, I have, I have used that term before. <laughs> yes. Not like that, but yes. The helmet gave me good mouthfeel. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, but the no. Uh, retracted. Yeah. Leaving nothing but a glistening top. Oh, <laughs> the mouthfeel was ecstatic. <laughs> what 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 did uh, Diana say about? We took our friend Diana, or Diana took us, um, who's the beer, our beer, local beer Nazi, and she, okay. she's she's Jewish, and that's really I shouldn't say that. She's she's our beer friend, our beer fairy, as she she likes to call herself. Um, but uh, she really knows her her alcohols. She really knows and, her inks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she was explaining mouthfeel as like whole milk versus skim milk, okay, like, the, like that body and flavor, the body and like the texture in your mouth, like that's what mouthfeel is, and I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, hmm. and it it's interesting that they go that far down the beer tunnel to like down that down the rabbit hole of beer to be like we need to make sure like. Like it's there's something about beer where people like ser- people search for excellency, excellency, excellence. They search for excellence, um, uh, across the board, like from taste, flavor, body, and mouthfeel. Like how much do you enjoy this thing? How does it feel in your mouth? I thought that was really interesting. So now I'll think more about that when I'm drinking. Can mouthfeel apply to more things than just? Variable thickness white liquids. Ugh. Yes, I guess it can. Hmm. It's horrible. It was trying to, to be as gross as possible in this yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were talking about it in reference to like stouts or like the how mm. we're always saying mm. like Guinness is like bread. It's like drinking yeah. a fine aged bread. I guess it um, could be kind of yeasty. Ugh, okay, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Michael, take us where we need to go. <clears throat> take us, take it away. Play so, us out. So, uh, looks like we got uh, something about glue here, Evan. Kind of, yeah. Uh, starting off with a little uh, science and medical stuff. So, 
hydrogel, something we've probably all heard of before, is basically any sort of gelatinous material whose primary uh, component is water, often used in like disc surgeries or uh, knees. Well, not knee replacements, but perhaps you could put a little like a artificial cartilage pad in there. But traditionally, those have been fairly inconvenient just because of what I'll call the curing time. So if you go to, for instance, a cosmetic dentist or something and get one of the, like the tooth colored or white fillings, whatever, they jam some paste in there and then blast it with UV light and it bonds everything together. So that used to be, uh, and is actually still part of the process for these things. I'll say again, like, uh, spinal disc replacement, but now there has been a development where they they're working on basically the adhesive. So before um, they're using the primary ingredient of superglue, which is you know it's a good bonding material, but it's fairly brittle. Um, but they have partnered that with something called a what is it? A non, uh, shit, a non-solvent. So what that does is for a few seconds or a minute while the surfaces are in contact, it permeates the outer layers of both surfaces. So for instance, the, the bone and this hydrogel. And then after, um, a very short curing time, Again, you know, a couple seconds to a minute or so, it is bonded. So that could turn, you know, a five-hour back surgery into a, an hour-and-a-half back surgery or something, for instance. So I thought that was interesting. They're also in using this sort of technology to build, like, gel robots. And uh, there's actually a video linked in that article to an Octobot, which they made swim around in some water. Um, you know, with no particular direction, but just an interesting demonstration of the technology. Uh, and the second link right next to that is put in as a supplement. It's just a PDF of how some hydrogels are used in medicine. Some uh, will be used for development of drug patches where, uh, you know, if you need to have a certain dosage, you just apply it to your skin. Your skin is semi-water uh, permeable. So it will disperse uh, that medication as needed. You can even implant sensors into this gel so you can monitor those things wirelessly, which is pretty interesting. Contact lenses are also a type of hydrogel. So you could see circuitry implanted in contact lenses soon. That's some fantasy for you. That's exciting. Well, well we'll sure be uh, looking forward to that, Cotton. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bold move. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Indeed. All right. I like it. Thank you for your time. I like it. All right. Next up, I put something in here. So it turns out last week pretty much was the uh, ten year, ten years since the iPhone had been released. Dun dun dun. So we kind of missed uh, we kind of missed the boat on that one. But so ha happy birthday to Canada. Happy birthday to Steve Jobs. Rip in peace. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> I put an article in here from recode.net. 
and uh, they have some um, some charts that kind of show what effect the iPhone has had on different. It was a game different changer. Things, different things. I mean, there a before that there was what the your traditional flip phone or your Nokia, just a basic cell phone with snake on it. You could make some calls. Then there were Blackberries. You could type up some emails, whatnot. You know, somewhat more advanced texting abilities. And then yeah. the I iPhone? had the Windows mobile phones too. For okay, that. that's what the Trio, the one that I still have from you. Uh, probably Trio yeah. six fifty, I think something like that. Well, that's probably a Palm based <clears> one, <throat> but yeah. Ah, okay. I but think yeah, it had thing. Windows CE on it. Oh well, then maybe yeah. Maybe I get the model number wrong, but I like that thing. It was a brick, but I was a fan. (laughs) Yeah, I used to have a Motorola Q, which was, uh, it looked kind of similar to a BlackBerry, but it was a silver Windows Mobile running phone. Didn't HP make something like that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that called? I I thought that was the Q. I'm wrong. No, You're remember. the phone guy. I don't remember. But, I trust uh, you on this one. Yeah, well, I had one, so I'd... <laughs> uh, but, I mean, well, I know HP... See, because HP bought Compaq, right? Yes. And so the Compaq made the iPacks, and then HP... Maybe that's what I was thinking of, because that has a Q in it. And then HP also had the Jornada. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. That was basically a freaking computer. Yeah. That was like... um. Sony made a tiny one like that too, didn't they? Like a tiny, tiny laptop. It was like pocket sized. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So expensive. Mm hmm. I so wanted one. <laughs> you can get one on eBay now for like 27 bucks. Probably. Just got to figure out what the model number is. And... We're golden. Just, just Google eBay tiny Sony laptop. Stupid. It'll come right up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. You're gonna do <laughs> give us the results. The mistakes to avoid in your eBay business. Hmm. <laughs> that's, well, that's not it. Better luck next time. Yep. Oh well. Alright. Well so, thank you for that. Uh should we uh move on to the next article here? Mm-hmm. Um so I didn't realize someone is, had already put this in here. So Oh this did is you, this is interesting. Yeah. So, in an effort to build a social media following, a 19-year-old Minnesota woman has been charged with the shooting death of her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So, the son started out normal enough with the idea of, hey, shoot me with this pistol while I hold an encyclopedia in front of my chest. It'll be awesome. The only problems were the pistol was shot from a foot away, and the pistol was a Desert Eagle fifty caliber handgun. What? So you think, I mean, you think, oh, this is going to be a great stunt. You just make bad choices in life. This is probably, I'm about to get really judgy. So this is definitely not the first bad choice that she and her, I guess now ex-boyfriend have made. Not ex-boyfriend, uh, dead boyfriend. Well, technically ex. <laughs> um, I believe well, she was 19. He was probably 19 or 20, presumably about the same age. 
Um, she is currently pregnant, and they also had a three-year-old child together. So, Evan, I that, was having the same. I was having the same thoughts as you. Bad choices since you know early to mid-teens. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. I was like judge.com over here. Yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> I mean, say what you want. That's what came into my mind. So bet. That's crazy. Yeah. And she, and she was initially like, this is a bad idea, but then did it anyways. You think, well, yeah, but they're, they're teenagers who are basically, who are pregnant with their second kid. And they're like, we're going to make money doing YouTube videos. Yeah, they're like, we need more views. This will make us famous. Yes. Uh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> For the wrong reasons. <clears throat> Anytime you take a picture at a place and there's wood paneling behind you. Yeah. You know, you know you're headed on the wrong path and you need to stop and first deal with the wood paneling. And that might mean <laughs> getting a better job to deal with the wood paneling. <laughs> then once you've got a little sheetrock in your reassess. house. Then you can talk about filming a video to show to the world. <laughs> you think they would have, you know, maybe put the book on the ground or put the book against test. something and, yeah, then it so you know, what did they, shot what did they, it. What was the whole actual plan? Like, whoa, this is so crazy, man. Yeah, you know? to pull, to do a stunt or a prank and put it online and get, you know, have it go viral. I mean, but what do they think would happen? They would they become... Famous and no, like, but I mean, huge following. So she points the gun at him at holding the chest. What did she think would happen, though? Well, apparently, uh, I don't know. They I don't, did they say they did it another time with something else in it? I don't think so. Well, I didn't read that. Maybe there was another article that went into more detail. But apparently, mm. this hardback encyclopedia was going to stop a fifty caliber bullet from a foot away. That was the plan. Yeah, maybe if they were 10 feet away or 50 feet away, and maybe if it wasn't a gold-plated desert eagle <laughs> in 50. Yeah. <clears throat> That's another question. That's another question I have. So they're 19 years old, one kid, another kid on the way. Mm -hmm. They have money for gold-plated desert eagles? Apparently. Now, How much a gun costs? Several thousand dollars, I think. Uh, it's like, yeah, probably like, oh, close to $2,000. Yeah. Yeah, so so why not fix the wood paneling? If you can buy gold paper's <laughs> eagle, why don't you get that wood paneling garbage out of your house? Send that shit back in time to the 1970s where it belongs. Horrible. You're not wrong, James. I agree. What is this, you. the basement of someone's dad's house? I mean, come on, man. Step your game up. Get good. Get good. <laughs> well, I know I'm getting good now. Yeah, nah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. But because of what they did, we got good because we were able to get some of the separate some of the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, I, I uh, put this. I didn't realize it was already in here. I had put it down here. I said Darwin Award nominee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's sad when everybody anybody dies. But it's, yeah, I don't. Know, I don't support that idea. Yeah, my 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 heart ain't breaking over this stupidity. She'll go to jail. Only thing bad about it is the kids are going to grow up as monsters, probably. Well, there's still time to save them because presumably yeah, they won't be with her or some bullshit. Yeah, I would like to think there are some good foster homes. Maybe not. He's like, probably not. They're fucked. I mean, maybe if they move to like 
Maine or Connecticut or something, but uh, in Minnesota, who knows? So, yep, hopefully it don't split you up. I mean, right. I just, <laughs> see you later. I just, I, I'm baffled to think of what they thought was going to happen. Like, we'd shoot the book and the book would catch the bullet. Like, nobody does an online search, bullets through books. I mean, like, they do a test. It just, it's very baffling to me. How... Well, they, they probably saw some Penn and Teller act where, you know, Penn shot a gun and Teller caught it in his teeth and were like, yo, we can pull this off. It's simple. It's right there. We can do this. We can be famous. And then, you know, go on with the bad decisions. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, well. Whatevs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's this next one? Space pools? Um, yeah, so basically, NASA yeah. is Oh, oh sorry, sorry. One one last thing on this thing. Um, the The boyfriend had convinced her that it would it would be safe because he showed her a different book he had previously shot where the bullet did not go all the way through was it with a 50 caliber handgun or was it like a 9 millimeter uh they don't they don't go into details i'm assuming it's with the same gun guns? but how is you buying guns why the hell uh, he was so she was 19 <laughs> or she is 19 he was 22 Oh, so he had his he had his state issued gun. What? Why does he have a gun? <laughs> Do they live in Florida? Are they in Florida? Minnesota. Oh, don't you know? Okay. <laughs> Hispanic people in Minnesota. Bad, bad combination. And white women. This is the Hispanic women. people. Mona Lisa Perez. Yeah, she's married to him. Pedro Ruiz the third. Oh. Look at her picture. I know. She looks white, but those those Hispanics can be deceiving. Those crafty, uh, <laughs> yeah, those shape shifting Hispanics. <laughs> uh, whatever, she's gonna be on new. Or- she's gonna be on- new season of Orange and New Black soon, so it won't matter. True. But, yeah, I, I just just I don't think it has anything to do with being Hispanic. <laughs> I think it's just <laughs> idiots. Oh um, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I, it's just yeah, idiots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course. Um. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, go ahead, James. Uh, yeah. So NASA. Uh, wait. Where's my video? Okay, here we go. NASA unveils their uh new asteroid defense technique. Um, basically, it's a redirection, asteroid redirection thing. But it basically the whole. Okay, so this thing they're gonna do. Uh, on Friday, so it's probably just passed, but it's they're gonna just like kind of like try to redirect a small asteroid with kinetic impact um and just change it by change it by you know a small amount to get it to change big over time and then the whole goal is to build something that they can shoot a refrigerator sized spacecraft at a asteroid in twenty twenty two to direct it um from keep it from hitting earth it's not that big the thing that they're trying to block but it's it's very small and this is actually the big hole in all those like asteroid movies you know like if an asteroid's coming to hit earth we'll know like 20 years before it hits earth or whatever you know like we'll see it way out because that's how space works if it's if it's sizable enough to destroy the planet you're probably right yeah 
Um, and hopefully the sun or Jupiter would actually take care of them. Probably Jupiter. Oh, they get pulled off, right? Off course, yeah. right? Yeah. Essentially, if Jupiter were not in this solar system, we would not be alive. Because well, it pulls in most of the debris that would uh, devastate this planet. Thank you, Jupiter. Everyone? What? 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 Jupiter? 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 Mm-hmm. What power? I said thank you, Jupiter. I didn't say Wapiter. What are you talking about? <laughs> Next time you next time you send outside, look at Jupiter and say thank you for your service. Salute the sky. Yeah, salute the sky. <laughs> Actually, there the the do one of my salutes. The, <laughs> one of the uh, yeah. we gotta get, we gotta get <laughs> a gif of that one day, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think uh, gif. Shut the hell up. <laughs> um, what is it called, man? The the their probe is going to pass over the red spot. Cassini? Couple, yeah. No, that's Saturn. Of, there's yeah, something else. Yeah, there's something going over past Jupiter. It's going to pass over the red spot in a couple, a couple weeks, a couple months, something like that. A couple decades, you know, whatever. No, no, it's it's it's, yeah, it's times all relative. It's happening this year, so I, I just don't know how soon. This so. year in this version of the simulation, yes, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time doesn't matter. So come inside, watch TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Sweet reference, bro. <laughs> I was just rewatching them. Nice. Yeah. All right, so um, All right, good next? stuff, man. So we're we're getting our planetary defense system uh, online, huh? Yeah, it's really some lame, initial though. testing. Like, why can't you get some lasers or fucking like, like some like shooting shooting? I mean, this is kind of like shooting a railgun, but I wish we had like a big, impressive like uh, orbital defense ring with railguns all over the place. So that'd be cool as shit. <laughs> You know, there's not enough Schwarzeneggers to go around. Yeah. Can you imagine that, though? Like, like the ad, it's like, do your duty, work on the orbital defense ring. Like, that's so cool, man. Right. Is this Starship Troopers? Yeah, exactly. Would you like to know more? Like, (laughs) yes, I would. Become a citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, since you mentioned lasers, that's probably a real way to do this. If you heat up one side of an asteroid it will change its trajectory over time also oh that's a good idea that's a good idea i'm i'm, I'm still like because i'm not an astrophysicist and i don't know anything about anything really um, i'm still <laughs> all those years of college and you're not an astrophysicist that's right. you're just you're just blank huh oh, it's a blank, a blank slate. slate my man <laughs> that's it um i i think i think uh I forgot. What was <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> I think nothing. Fucking. Oh yeah. Fucking no, test no. pattern uh, in there. Lasers and. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that why, why don't we have laser like laser weapons yet in space? You know, like space... we don't have space weapons yet. Laser space is sort of a vacuum. Why don't laser we... weapons are not a thing. Why not? <laughs> They can be. They're just all in scientific laboratories. It would Why take, so it takes too lazy. much power to to power one to we're get it lazy. that we're that very lazy that powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, they're not using. They word power too much. We a bullet is much more pieces. efficient, but laser weapons do exist. <clears throat> but speaking of space and being a vacuum, something slightly slightly related. Where is the coldest place in the universe? Your heart. I was going to say your heart. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it down to a smaller scale. The coldest place in the solar system. 
is in a laboratory on Earth. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. How, they got it down. How negative, cold is it? Negative two hundred seventy three. Or two, it was like or almost. <laughs> po- it was like point one or point two degrees above absolute zero. Um, whereas you think of space as being the coldest place, but due to the cosmic background radiation, it's actually about three degrees above absolute zero. And space isn't space isn't really the cold that like space isn't real. No, pe- people always think that space is like like if you take your helmet off in space, you'd be like you freeze immediately. But that's not how space is. It's like hot. It's violently hot and violently cold all at the same time. And it's actually actually a lot like Florida. We're in space. <laughs> We're in space right now, man. That's tr- yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. We're always looking for aliens out there. We need to look in here. Mm-hmm. Evan, what what is absolute zero? Negative two hundred and seventy three degrees uh, Celsius, I think, or zero degrees Kelvin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It's so weird though. It's like negative two seventy three. It's like yeah. go two seventy four, bro. It's like can't be done. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's not how it works. Like it's just numbers, man. All right. So next up, uh, did you buy a cell phone or laptop between 2000 and 2011? You may be owed money. So there was a some kind of class action against um, battery manufacturers, and so there's a forty-five million dollar settlement. Great. They all they, twenty three cents. It claim yeah, it claimed they conspired <laughs> to fix the price of lithium ion batteries for more than ten years. Okay. Yeah. It's a hell of a conspiracy. Like yep. <laughs> So you can file. There's a the the article I uh put in the show notes, it has a in the article there's a link to file your claim here. And um the deadline is November twenty ninth. So hmm. we should all file, get our five dollar checks and do whatever. This is like that uh, tuna fish thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you bought tuna fish in the year 2015, you're entitled to two free cans of tuna fish or $5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like bet. <laughs> Jeez, man. It's like laptops, notebooks, camcorders, powerless dri- cordless powerless drills, mm-hmm. mobile phones, smartphones, tablets, digital. Oh, my, my God. This is like. So anything? <laughs> yeah, this is like... That's why I said in my show notes, like, were you alive since the year 2000? <laughs> you may be owed money. <laughs> yeah. No, exa- exactly. It's like if you went back in time and you said, you know, in, in England in, in like the 1800s said, have you walked on cobblestone in the last 20 years? <laughs> you may be owed money. It's like, yeah, this is like a part of life. Like, dude, ugh, this is awesome. I wish they had a better way to do this. Like, it's just, just more of the money. big battery conspiring against the rest of big humanity. Trying, <laughs> trying to exploit and, and rape Mother Africa that houses <laughs> all those natural elements. That's right. Let's see. Did I buy a laptop, notebook, or netbook? Yes. A mobile phone, a smartphone, a tablet, a digital audio player, or a camera? Yes. A camcorder? No. I've never bought a camcorder. Cordless power tools? Yes. <laughs> I bought one drill at some point, not the one I currently have, but an older before one. 2011. Yes. Okay. So like 2006 or something. So, you have a receipt to back that up? 
I do not, and you don't need one. Oh, nice. Sounds like a sounds like good loophole. <laughs> hey, I didn't check off camcorder. I never bought one. At least you're honest. That's right. So yeah, everyone, go get your go get your millions. <laughs> um. All right. What do we got? So nothing for stranger danger, huh? All is all is safe and secure in the world. No, there's the Petra thing, but oh, the I didn't Petra do any, thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do any research on it. And also, there was an outage in. Uh, I want to say it was Thursday morning. Yeah, um, a huge Amazon outage, and they they're 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 saying, oh, it was like, you know, shit happens, bro. It was no big deal, but like everything was slow all day. It was, it was crazy. Like, it was like eight people died. <laughs> yeah, the blood server was offline. Yeah. <laughs> hey, James? Yeah, the blood server. Um, no, but they, yeah, it just seemed like a really big outage. And I, and I was, like, looking at this, and I was like, this is a hack. Like, someone's getting DDoS right now. But they haven't, no, Amazon hasn't admitted to it. But it was, like, AWS cloud services were down like crazy. So, hmm. and a the lot of people DDoS is coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so there was that. Okay, so I didn't even know about that, James. Thank you for well, I didn't. Uh, I, that I, up. I, so I looked on Hacker News on good. Thir- Thursday or Friday. I think it was. It was I think it was Thursday. Um, but I looked on Hacker News and I looked on the Hacker News. I mean, I looked on the Hacker News. Actually, by the way, the Hacker News is the place to go for actual Hacker News. <laughs> hacker News is a place for people in the startup community, and yeah. not not the place for actual news about hacking. Correct. Um, yeah, I looked on, but I look on that the Hacker News. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I didn't look on Krebs, look at Krebs on security, but I feel like it probably hasn't come out yet. But I, I'll bet you there's something more to it. Hmm. Yeah, I saw like you said, you mentioned the the Petya thing. Yeah, I saw that the ransomware. Although I saw some articles that say, you know, it's not really ransomware. It's just destructive, <laughs> destructive wipeware. <laughs> like it's like. Eat it. You know? <laughs> Your files are encrypted. We destroyed the key. Eat shit. You know? Yeah. Like, but um, I was just, I, the only reason I even knew about it is because I get emails from McAfee. John McAfee is your it. friend? <laughs> yeah, John McAfee is my boy. Sends me all these Facebook messages about security and shitting on stuff. It's really weird. Okay, so here's a weird thing. <laughs> here's a weird thing about this. So. Um, just Michael, just to go on to your thing, and I know we're on a time crunch here today, so I'm gonna try to keep it keep it quick. Um, but this site, <laughs> ReverseTheCharge.com, mm-hmm. where they you do their online claim form, I just did the claim form. It's really quick and easy to use. There's no captcha. There's no Google recaptcha. There's nothing. Like this is like rife to be abused with fake name generators and all kinds of stuff. Like you, any macro or script could destroy this site. Just putting that out there, like this is like just really bad. I know because I have a guy at my job who keeps doing that to steal things. So, um, <laughs> I mean, not to steal things, but he keeps finding systems and abusing them. You know, like he got twenty-five packages of free socks from a company. Oh, you know, awesome! Be- because he because he kept he made an app that just kept signing up for new accounts. Um, and he he was getting free beer for a while, and I think he's also been getting free. What else is he telling me about? Something else for free. He was. Oh no, he's eating for free. Using huh? a, or yeah. Well, he's he has a little hack that he, um, 
a little script he wrote that goes on to some one of those food delivery sites. And the food delivery site, every time you use their site, they give you a coupon, you know, that makes their first meal free. So he keeps doing it. And he keeps signing up these new random accounts like like first name one, first name two, first name three, that at at email.com or something, because they don't have anything to actually check. They don't do an email confirmation and they don't have capture or recapture on it. That's why that stuff's so so important. To keep script that, that sounds from... like a a huge uh, fault. From well, yeah, sites. but you, you know, especially what? if it's like food or goods. Yeah, you know what though? As the more people you have, more companies. So they say fifty five percent of businesses don't have any internet presence. If you took that other fifty five percent and you started slowly bringing them online over the next ten years, then we're up um, to one hundred and ten percent. Well. No, but I mean, if if you did that, then you're gonna have a lot of people who have shabby websites, don't understand like yeah. security and any kind of stuff, and that's what's happening. So you have all these people who are like, I have an idea, I'm just gonna make a business and make a website, and they don't even think about it. And we actually warned the sock company about it, and they didn't do anything. So, I'd be interested in learning like, more from this person. Yeah, I yeah. too enjoy new socks. Yeah, we can maybe we'll you have two would like to steal. Maybe we can have him on. That's an unfortunate consequence of getting free new socks. <laughs> I have okay. a pair of the socks. They're really nice, actually. <laughs> they're amazing so you, socks. You have de- benefited directly from theft. Mm-hmm. But they're great socks. And that makes it okay. And you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Look, I know that we're splitting hairs here. But if you've been warned, okay, if someone said, hey, this is happening and you need to do these implement these small security fixes to fix the issue you know and they still don't fix the issue i don't know who's to blame here you know i mean yeah i was given a pair of free socks i'm but i'm not doing it and the socks are nice and i may That's buy it. clothes from them but actually I'm, not I'm not judging yeah but i am anyway. actually interested in in learning how that works but uh, some other time yeah 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 anyway <clears throat> All right, next up, uh, I have one thing in sci-fi here. Star Trek Discovery, which we've talked about before. So there's a release date now. So it's coming out uh, in September. It's going to be September 24th, which is a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's going to air after the, um, there's gonna, there'll probably be a football game on. That day? So no one's going to watch it. So it'll be on after the football oh, game? Right. Well, I mean, they'll, so no one will actually watch it. Some people might leave their TV on and they'll get like yeah. artificially inflated viewership. That's yes. probably what they're hoping for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, look, it did great. Yeah, because people will be, you know, they'd be getting up after the game, bullshitting around, the TV will just be playing. Yeah. Isn't that, but this is going to be the first episode only is going to be online. And on the on thing TV. in the re- so yeah. okay, so they're pumping it up, so then they can like reapply those numbers and say over two million people agree, you know whatever yeah. whatever is happening, come to here to watch it. Yeah, it's the That's best thing bad. to watch after a major sporting event when you leave your chair. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. When the cocker spaniel finally gets <clears throat> to get on the couch after the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you're All looking right. for background noise, watch Star Trek. Yeah, that's too bad. That is just too bad. Oh, and uh, one other thing. Jonathan Frakes 
He's going to be uh, directing some episodes. Well, maybe that'll be good. Does he need work that bad? I mean, he's always directed Star Trek episodes. He's been doing that for a long time. I think they brought him on for to get to get the uh, f- to get the get the nerds to, on board. Yeah, to bring the fans back. Yeah, get the band back together. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'll be good. I'll be good. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they probably did do it for that, but that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I'll be willing to, <laughs> to try though. I'm down. I'll give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Give peace a chance. No. Yeah. Um. All right. So next up, we have the the book of the month. So our book mm-hmm. for this month was the Dreaming Void. Now, I'm the one who suggested this book. I feel bad that I did. You shouldn't. I you shouldn't I was feel too I, bad. I thought it was a good book. I had not read it before, but I was told, oh, Peter F. Hamilton, great author, this book, The Dreaming Void. So this is the Void Trilogy. There's three books in it. It's supposed to be really good, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. So, man, I listened to like two hours of this thing, and then that was it. That's all I could do. <laughs> and seriously. That's all I could do, man. I, I didn't know what was going on half the time. Like, there was no breaks. There was no, like, all right, chapter one, chapter two. You know, it was nothing like that. It's just going, going, going. I'm like, wait, we were here, now we're here. Like, what's going on? And so now you know what it was like for me to listen to Snow Crash. <laughs> or to try to listen to Snow, Snow Crash. Crash. That at least has like chapters. That. Yeah, but Snow Crash, <laughs> if you're like out of the loop and you don't, if you're looking for a linear plot line, Snow Crash is a lot like that. It doesn't have linear, it's not linear, really. Yep. Yeah. So, so, Evan, I know you listen to a lot of this, right? I, most, most I, if not all of it. I finished it, yes. And? Um, not bad. Very, It's very long. If you're reading it, I think it's over 600 pages. If you're listening to it, it's almost 24 hours. It does sort of jump back and forth between character storylines, uh, some futuristic, some, I guess it's called like epic fantasy, where it's sort of medieval, but there are magic powers. Um, there's There's two primary storylines. One being uh, from sort of the, pers- not the perspective, but involving main character whose name is Inigo, who is, this all takes place in like, a, I think about 1500 years from now in the early 33rd ish century. Um, and Inigo is a born, he's, he's born a, uh, into the higher culture, which is basically sort of a, portion or a fork of humanity which you could think of as maybe like augments mixed with borg if you want to be star trekky so they their bodies are basically full of uh bionics which are like nanites they can change anything about themselves like oh, i want uh, purple hair today and olive skin and tomorrow i'll take black hair with green eyes and zebra skin and they could just they just make that decision whatever they want to look like they never age um their minds are actually they have something called gaia motes and the gaia field this is sort of overall not just the hires but overall in this universe there's something called the gaia field which is a 
kind of like a group brain, also going back to the Borg. And you can have Gaia motes installed in your brain to sort of communicate with this field and and feel life and ideas and, you know, have that group brain. So Inigo goes to the center of our galaxy, which as far as humans have thought had always been a basically a supermassive black hole. But apparently when they get there, it's been under observation for nearly a million years by a bunch of other races. And they sort of join in the collective to observe and maintain this, what they call a void, which is a, making a Rick and Morty reference, it's a microverse (laughs) where anyone who tries to pass through the barrier dies instantly. Like everything gets disintegrated. But... Inigo being this born into this higher um, existence starts having these dreams when he, when he's on this, you know, observation outpost and that's not entirely foreign, but what is interesting is the dreams are of a reality inside the void, which is sort of a medieval planet or medieval civilization who, you know, they sit on stumps and having a pair of glasses is like super rare, but they all have telekinetic abilities. Um, some interesting things in there. They, uh, that main, that's the, like, sort of the second storyline of the book. The main character there is named Eddard or Eddiard, however you want to say it. And, um, he is kind of like, I won't really say he's like that version of a higher, but his telekinetic abilities like way above anyone else in there. Um, so he sets off his quest to be, uh, an egg shaper apprentice and the egg shaper guild makes essentially mindless task animals called G they're G E genetically engineered chimps, uh, dogs, spiders for silk, all this kind of things. And they're basically amorphous, not amorphous, but they're blobs with no brain. They have like six legs or six arms kind of bred to fulfill some function. And they are controlled by this telekinetic thought by, you know, uh, someone in the guild saying they think about this task and they imagine the task and they sort of transfer that idea to that animal and maintain some kind of link with it. To make sure, and they do it free of emotion, otherwise things would go to haywire. Anyways, um, so there are seven dreams that Inigo has about this reality. And 200 years into the future, the memories and ideas and feelings from those dreams have sort of spread throughout, you know, say, say a billion humans who are attached to this Gaia field. And they have you could probably call it a cult called the living dream. And they are going on this pilgrimage to the void to try and enter it and join this dream reality. But one of the other races who's sort of guarding the void is like, if you try to go in there, it's going to expand and eat up this entire galaxy. So we're not going to let you. Um, And there's different, you know, forms of transport. And they talk a, a little bit about, you know, science fiction, current, fiction, maybe future fact. Um, but a lot of this book is sort of following auxiliary characters through their 
attempt to find Inigo, who is now in hiding, to find this mythical second dreamer who is also having dreams about what's inside the void and the relationship between those people and politics and, you know, mercenary factions and stuff like that. One interesting idea that I think James would enjoy is the idea of multiples. And what that is, is you you can have your brain, essentially like your brain cube, downloaded into um, a giant computer and spawn into however many bodies you want. And you're all, you're like 30 people simultaneously. And uh, they, they talk about that a couple times in this book and reference the, um, the possibilities for some pretty good orgies. Oh, so apparently one thing that's not often covered in futuristic space operas is the sexual aspect and that is covered several times in this book and probably his other books so that that's actually kind of an in a an interesting um uh what's it called detour from most of the storyline it's in the it's not a huge part but uh it it's it's an interesting kind of break to the monotony at some points now I will say I was not pleased. Uh, well, I was, I was going to say I wasn't pleased. I found it difficult to really get into the book. The first half was kind of tedious. The second half of the book, if you're listening to it uh, or presumably reading it, whatever, actually gets pretty good. Um, you can kind of pick up on what happened in the first half if you want to skip ahead. Um, but speaking about that, this this is the first book of a trilogy. I guess the Void Trilogy, as Mike said. But it's really part of a five-book series, which the two prequels sort of set up some of the races and some of the premises of this universe or the world that you're getting into in this book series. Um, Some of those details in the previous book may have been helpful uh, in understanding, you know, what the Commonwealth is, which is, you know, the, the human society... Um, they make reference to a, like a star flyer war, some basic war that split various versions of humanity and, you know, spread people around, uh, around the galaxy. So I was glad I finished it and I was like, finally fucking done with this. But the more I think about it, you know, it actually has potential. I don't hate it anymore. Now that I'm done with it, I might re-listen to the entire series at some point though would definitely be a commitment because i would have to imagine they're all probably about the same length so you're looking at uh, a solid week invested into this series but overall not bad Uh, if you want a more detailed synopsis that was kind of a broad a, uh, a broad overview i will put a couple of links into the show notes of some good reviews and sort of breakdowns of the story. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Evan. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. I'm glad you were able to get through it. Very good. Yeah. And fucking... uh, I didn't even, I didn't even attempt it. I'm a bad person. Yeah. James, you suck. I looked at it and I was like, this isn't a book that I'd want to read. And I tried to force myself to, to go through and get it and read it. But, um, I don't believe you. No, I did. I really did. But it's it's really funny because this week, three books that are on my 
list came out and I listened to all three of those books. <laughs> and, I, and my goal was I was like, I'll finish the last book by Wednesday and I'll read the, 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 the thing on Wednesday to now. I'll, I'll get through it, knock it out. 20 hours, no big deal. And then I just like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it looked like I was just looking at it and I read the description and I read some of the things and I was like, this isn't the kind of book I would like. And I feel bad for putting it off because, you know, I, in future, I, I know I will suggest books you guys don't want to read and I want you guys to read them just like I'm sure you guys would want me to read your books. So I'm still going to get this book. It's on my it's on my list now. So I'm going to pick it up and read it now. Not now, but. I'll I'll read it just so we're on the same page. There's actually quite a few parallels between the storyline or the ideas um, that came from this from uh, Inigo's dream and some <clears throat> like religions you'd be familiar with. There's even a character that I mentioned, Eddyard, in there, who his telekinetic abilities at one point at the end of the book. Spoiler alert: He uh, walks on water. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sound like anyone you know? No. <laughs> May have oh, heard of? Jesus Christos. <laughs> That's right. So uh, what do we got next? Looks like we got a new book. Um, yeah, so this is going to be the book for, for, June, for July. Um, it's American Gods by Neil Gaiman. It's a book bestseller. It spawned a TV show. Uh, before the, Well, the TV show's already out, and if anyone following along with us who's seen the TV show, I don't think I've never seen the TV show. I've never seen anything about it. I'm sure Evan and Michael haven't seen anything about it. Um, <clears throat> um, I heard it's good. Yeah, I've heard it's very good. Um, but I would say that uh, the when you look at when you look on Audible for the book, there's lots of TV show themed versions of the book, which I'm staying away from, uh, just because it may be more keyed to the TV show and I don't want to I want to get like the unabridged like true version and whenever I look for books I always look for unabridged versions even if I'm just physically reading the book I don't want to read an abridged version of a book or a condensed version or a movie version because it's not true it's it's like the movie version of of uh, World War Z by Max Brooks it's just really you know that was the not, Brad Pitt one right yeah and it's a horrible movie so I mean, it's okay. It's just nothing, nothing to do with the book, almost. So. It's, yeah, really? but the book. I mean, if you compare it to the book, the book is so much better. Yeah, mm. you know, the book is leaps and bounds better. It's just the movie is an okay movie, but that would not be a good book. And that's the book that they have that they've made. And then there's the real book, which is an amazing, amazing. It's a completely different premise. It's great. So anyway. But uh, yeah, so the American Gods, I have the Amazon link in the show notes, so if anyone wants to follow along with us, um, like I said, this was an amazing book, and I think it's a really enjoyable one that everybody will get a kick out of, so that's next month, this month's book. This is by Neil Gaiman? Yeah, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And he's, he's a pretty prolific uh, fiction author. Yeah, I mean, I know I've heard his name before, although I'm trying to think of anything I've, any book I would know, and I'm looking here down the list so far, not a one. Well, he's written several. Um, he's written a ton of a ton of. He just ran, he just finished a book called um, the Norse Gods, which is uh, North Norse Norse mythology. Blah, blah. North <laughs> North Norse Norse mythology Norse mythology. 
Norse mythology. He just finished that book, and that book is actually just a book literally about Norse mythology. But um, American Gods seems to be an actual fiction book. So, but he's written a lot of he's written a lot of books. Pretty famous author. So, anywho, very good. All right, I look forward to it. If I don't like it, it's your fault. I know it is. I accept that. <clears throat> I accept that. Excuse me. No, I take the blame for the other one. I mean, Evan. Evan sounds like he kind of warmed to it at the end there, but uh, I mean, it has me curious. So, so one last thing about the book: everyone is basically really puzzled how there is something, how humans, the civilization inside the void, is human. So, like, how the fuck did they get in there? Because everything that we send to the barrier gets annihilated. Hmm. So I, you know, in so the you want to know? I want to know. You want to know? Am I going to invest another forty-eight hours in knowing? Eh, maybe not. Maybe I'll just read the synopsis. <laughs> yep. All but right. For for the both of you, I recommend you check out the supplemental links I put in there, and maybe you will uh, get sold on the book and read it or listen to it at some point. Okay. And I still have it. I'm about two hours in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can just keep going, you know. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the way, and maybe it's the way the reader is, you know. Maybe the, the way the reader's reading it, I'm like, it's just not working for me. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't find that too distracting, but, uh, you know, I guess I'm a higher. Uh, what, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> um, All right. Well, let's move on here. Yes. Uh, Sega Forever. Sega Forever. So with the recent popularity of retro gaming systems, uh, Sega wants to get a piece of that money. So instead of releasing sort of a preloaded console, which um, would actually be kind of cool to have for nostalgia purposes, they are going to release or have begun releasing by now um, every, every Sega game that they have produced um, for iOS and Android. So this does not include any sort of partnership games because I guess, you know, they sometimes game developers have this like the Kellogg's Olympic race. I totally made that up. It's stupid. But <laughs> if, if, if there's like a, anything that Sega made for itself will be out on iOS and Android, including a couple of unreleased titles. So Right now, it's all ad-supported, or you can buy uh, on a per-game basis for, they say, two pounds, which is like $2.50 or maybe $3, uh, depending on the exchange rate. And they're going to work on a subscription service in the future. Um, so you can just play any of them, and you don't have to you know, watch any ads at the beginning. But there's no, there's no pricing on that yet. So that should be pretty interesting. Uh, some of the initial releases will be, of course, Sonic, um, Altered Beast, which I thought was Altered a good Beast game. Altered Beast is a great game. Every time I played it, I had fun until you transformed into the werewolf. And then I, it would be like actually scary for some reason, and I didn't like it anymore. But that was, you know, the... You are, nine- you are bitch? That, that was yeah. That was my. How old my, were you when you were playing this? Though you had to be like, what, like 10? nine or something. Yeah. So there you go. 
He is bitch. He is yeah. bitch. <laughs> no, Alter Beast is a great game, man. I loved Alter Beast. That game was so much fun. We used to go to we used to go to this um little Vietnamese kid's house and play Vietnamese. Viet the Vietnamese. <laughs> we used to go see Charles, who had his shit together that day. And right. we played on his Sega Genesis, we played Alter Beast, and it was an awesome game. And eat rice. Did what you did eat rice? House... It smelled like rice and, and you know, v- 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 Vietnamese food stuff. All authentic Asian households have that they, smell. They have that smell, yeah. I personally enjoyed that smell very much. I liked it. And their food was good. It's I a mixture it. of herbs and fish sauce. Yeah, and exactly. It's delicious. Exactly. Did exactly. you have to take your shoes off? Yes. So they had a little rack for all the shoes. I remember when I was a kid thinking, wow, this is what it's like. I've seen this on TV. Because it was like such a foreign <laughs> concept to me, you know? And I just remember how weird that was, taking your shoes off in that house and stacking them up by the door. Yeah. I miss that kid. He was cool, pretty cool. So he's dead now, but yeah. <laughs> no, cool. no, he's probably fucking who knows what he's doing. Probably a doctor somewhere. Probably. Do you, do you remember his name? No, I don't. I think it's Min, but I'm not sure. I okay. can't be sure. All right. Yeah, it's many years ago. Many um, years ago. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Get it? Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all right. So classic gaming. So uh, Evan, you said that uh, Sega, instead of releasing a console, they're gonna release these games for iOS and Android, which I like. Because I wish Nintendo would do the same damn thing. I always, I always say this: Nintendo hates money. That's true. If they were smart, they would release all their classic games for, um, you know, iOS and/or Android. Mm-hmm. And even they charged five dollars a title. They could yep. do that. They could do that, and people would pay it. Yep. They should get them all in the Windows Store. So people with Windows 10 S can play them as well. The hell is Windows 10 S? Bro. Bro, Windows you don't know? S- so Windows 10 S. Suck for one. S- for security, presumably, is a version of Windows 10 that uh, is in early release phases now, I believe, that will only let a program run if it is validated through the Windows Store. Oh my god. Oh, Go so they're they're pulling yourself. an apple? Kind of. Go fuck yourself. So when are we gonna get here's a, here's a question, Evan. When are we gonna finally get a good usable um globally accepted something my mom can use open like source artificial OS. intelligence that takes over the world? No. Well <laughs> that'd be great too, but an open source OS that's not Linux is good, but dude, it's too arcane. For most it's, people, and it's not accepted. It's not globally accepted. Your view of Linux is that of a an amateur enthusiast, circa 1997. Linux is very usable these days, especially versions like Linux Mint with the Cinnamon desktop. It has a start menu. Um, you can install Ubuntu Mate with its software center. You just click install, 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 and what this? Does that come with Club Mate? No, it does not come with Club Mate. You fucking Anarchist. He's a, you fucking cuck. <laughs> you mate cuck. You non-binary faggot. Yeah, oh my god. Oh yeah. wow. Fucking shots fired. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Um. It's a schlur schlin. Yeah. 
That's what I thought they were going to start saying, Evan. That's what I thought they were going to start what, saying. James, what None are of your us is ever going to be a, uh, <laughs> a politician. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, um, there's also Elementary OS, which I believe is based on Ubuntu, but I could be wrong. It's It looks nearly identical to Mac OS. So that at least gives some sort of familiar interface. Hmm. Something to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, is see, it anything, we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. Is it anything your mom can use and never fuck up? That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I doubt it. But, um. So what? So what were we talking about? Windows security. Well, we were really talking about Sega. Yeah. And Nintendo. Um. But uh, what I was going to say, so the the whole reason we went down this path in the show notes is because James, I think, sent us a link for the SNES Classic, mm-hmm. which he was supposed to put in the show notes and didn't. Correct. But I did, just now. Forgotten. So there you go. Um, so yeah, in case anyone hasn't heard, S- this Nintendo is going to release, just like last year they released the Nint- the NES Classic. Was that a year ago already? Well, yeah, it was around, it was, it was Thanksgiving. Wow. Um, so Nintendo's going to release now the Super Nintendo Classic, the SNES Classic, with uh, 21 games on it, I think, uh, preloaded. It's going to be a mini, a mini console again. It's going to come with two controllers this time instead of one. Thank you, Nintendo. I still only have one for my damn NES Classic. Did the NES Classic only have 20-ish games, or did it have like 50? 30. That seems kind of low, but I guess there was the most popular. And they release, and one of the games is a previously unreleased game. Okay. Star Fox Two. Oh. What? Yeah. That, I'm surprised that didn't get more press. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So looks pretty cool. Um, I'm definitely gonna try to get one. It's gonna come out in September sometime, so a little earlier than last year. Nintendo says they're going to try to make more, make sure it's available, you know, but uh, we'll fucking see. Um, So, pro tip, buy Nintendo stock stock right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have stock? Yeah, Yeah. they do. Not on American markets, but yes, they do. Okay. Um, Another thing, while I was looking at the SNES Classic and all these other things, I came across the same thing, but from Sega. How dare you? So Sega makes, well, it turns out I was talking to one of my buddies at work. He says it's actually contracted to another company to make it, but, um, there is a Sega Genesis like mini, mini system with preloaded games on it that you can buy. I might pick that up. It's 50 bucks. As much as Nintendo was a classic, you know, Atari was like the pioneer. I think they're often forgotten in favor of Nintendo. I always liked Sega. I had a Sega Genesis. I had I didn't have any I had Nintendo, the original NES, did not have Super Nintendo, did not have GameCube. Um I had a Sega Genesis and then I got a Sony PlayStation. I almost got a Sega Saturn. Almost. I have one somewhere. I still have my Dreamcast. Oh yeah. Crazy Taxi, Hydro Thunder. Mm-hmm. I love Hydro Thunder. They make a crazy taxi for iOS and I think for Android also. 
Um, Hydro Thunder was great. Yes, it's an awesome game. Hydro Thunder, <laughs> <laughs> and of course the best fighting game, Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your souls intertwine. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yes. Get the fuck out of here. The swords of history and you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's like this whole thing. It's like okay. That's right. Yeah. It's like this whole like mythos surrounding it. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times. Yep. Um. All right. Last thing we'll mention here in game theory. It looks like something about elite. Elite yeah, dangerous. So, yeah. So. Just a really quick thing. There's a video here, um, but Elite Dangerous has packed in. They've they've uh, pushed out the 2.4 update and or 2.4110, I think it is, um, update. And in that update, it's a bunch of junk, quality of life stuff, minor patches, and then they released. They kind of slid some bangers in there. Uh, they added in some of the planets on the very rim of habitable space about 500 light years outside of habitable space in the game uh people have they've put some quest chains in there they're really very complex very hard and those quest chains give you a coordinate they give you coordinates say take a at the end of the question says take a look at these coordinates and at those coordinates are alien outposts um you know one thing you you know this may not seem relevant to anyone who doesn't know Elite Dangerous, but Elite Dangerous started the game with no aliens. Um, they had some towards last year in the last season they call them. There was some alien, uh, like an alien encounter with one alien that kind of scans your ship and then flies away, and that that alien keeps doing that in certain areas. They would go around, scan your ship, and fly away. Scan your ship, and fly away, and you'd run into them once and never see them again. And that was like a huge uproar last year. Well, now they've kind of made placed bases on on worlds all around this outer fringe of space, where you can see um, either a dead base where no one is there and it's just sealed <laughs> off and it's just dead, or um, and this is like when I say a base, it's like a organic structure of spikes coming out of the ground with like some doors that are made of like a rib cage bone type door. So and like door, Ender's game. Sort of, yeah. Um and the doors are all sealed. And then there's um and then there's one base that's active and they have these some little aliens that flutter around and you have to do all this crazy stuff. You have to get a cargo you have to get one NPC in the game to make you a cargo bay that doesn't have that doesn't corrode so you can move this object into there and that object into here and then you know apparently the game is known for its epic puzzles and stuff which people seem to love and so there's an epic puzzle you have to solve and then once you have to do that epic puzzle um some other things will happen and they give you more clues and so people are kind of and then there's wrecks everywhere of like the regular games and ships in the game with distress signals and those distress signals you'll see like damage from alien ships on them which is like apparently a very distinctive damage pattern so this they do a great job at elite studios i think it's called elite studios but elite dangerous does a great no frontier studios they do a great job with elite dangerous and they've done a really terrific job making it a game that you could play and play and play and by they've written these great storylines and everything into it and it's just very excellent it's a it's very good. So definitely worth checking out. If you're interested in Elite Dangerous, you probably already know about this. If if you if you play it and you don't know, then this will be something fun for you to add. 
and it's just part of the regular update. There's nothing to buy or anything like that. So that's it. Cool. I don't play, but I have some other friends who play Elite Dangerous. I'm sure they are interested. Yeah, it's nice. very cool. Um, all right, so going on here, the Yum Update part Yum of update. the show. Yep, I got put a couple things in here. The first one um, is from a series on YouTube that I don't know if you guys have ever seen. It's very, very weird. I recommend you watch the video at a later date. Um, it's called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. It's a, It's follows the lives of a few different puppets. Uh, but in this particular episode, it teaches about hunger and healthy eating and the digestive process with a massive amount of hallucinations at the end. So, interesting. Um, if you're not immediately put off, then I recommend you watch the whole series. There's only six episodes. They come out about once a year because apparently it takes a long time to, to put them together. The second one is actually useful, Mike. Um, since earlier in the show we were talking about various milks and dairy products and white liquids, uh, probiotics are traditionally in these dairy products because their their makeups are very suitable for the growth of bacteria. Um, but having solved all other issues in the world, some researchers at the University of Singapore have created a probiotic beer. A sour beer, Mike. Ho, ho. Yep. Using the Lactobacillus paracaceae L26 bacteria, which is already found in the human gut. Uh, they found that to be a suitable bacteria for the medium of sour beer. Um, if anyone doesn't know, your gut bacteria has a strong link to your immune system. So drinking this could be actually be good for you. Nice. We actually learned that last night, Michael, about the bacteria in sour beer. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's either bacteria or flavor crystals. That's not what they said. It's either bacteria or, what's the other one? I believe that Bud Light Lime uses flavor crystals. It probably does. I don't remember. They either put bacteria in for sours or something else for, for every other, like a Pilsner or something. But I thought that was really cool. I didn't know. <clears throat> anyway, well, otherwise it's just yeast and sugar. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's either bacteria for flip, for sour beers or yeast. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh my God, Evan! I just saw your link here. <laughs> I saw this before. Did you? Yeah. This okay. is funny. So we'll move on to the uh, the extra section. Um, I want to read a short excerpt from the title here. Uh, let's see. A Czech nuclear power plant decided a bikini contest would be a good way to choose its next round of interns. Facebook users were asked to rate high school graduates who posed inside a cooling tower in bikinis to determine who their next hire would be. So, <laughs> I don't know why they did this. Apparently someone thought it would be, you know, it would not get any backlash from other social medias or the news. So... They're all women. The girls were required to wear hard hats while posing inside of a, a cooling tower during a maintenance period for safety, of course. Um, it was meant to promote technical education. Um, the operator of the plant later apologized and said, you know, the, well, the overall, the, I think the CZE energy company, 
who owns the plant. We're like, we didn't have anything to do with this. You know, whoever the the guy in charge of the plant, he was the one who did this. Uh, we're sorry. It doesn't reflect our views, whatnot. Um, so while this is silly, it was, it was only for a two-week internship. So it's not like you're hiring people based on a, you know, a bikini contest to do actual work for the next several decades. But I thought it was funny. Yeah. The next one I have in here, um, <laughs> another like what the fuck, people, uh, an elderly woman who was praying or you know wanted to bless an airplane for a safe flight started throwing loose change at the engine, um, as you do with you know a wishing well or a fountain or something like that, um, thinking it would help. She was quickly called out on it. The flight was delayed for five hours while workers and police searched for all the loose change in the engine, which could have Aww. been disastrous. <laughs> yeah, they found um, it all. Yeah, it was 1.7 yuan, which is roughly equivalent to 25 cents. Ah, But it was several <laughs> coins, right? There were eight coins, seven of which were actually found on the ground. One made its way into the turbine. So they, like, opened up the engine, like, all right, where the fuck is this shit? Goddamn old people. <laughs> so this no. would probably, ne well, very likely never happen in this country because we are spoiled and we have all those, uh, what are they called? Air air walkways? Yeah, we don't have to go outside. The jetway? The jetways, jetway. yeah. yeah. So in, well, it depends unless you're getting on a small plane or something. But yeah. True. You know, it, it does happen in this country, but in... Most other countries, in perhaps some of the smaller airports, uh, it's pretty uh, normal to walk out from the terminal onto the runway and climb up a a non-moving escalator, aka stairs, into the plane. Yep. So you pass right by, and you can throw shit in the engine if you really want to. <laughs> um, but another silly yeah. story. Don't be dumb. Um, and the last thing I have in here is a compelling argument for why pornography um, is the best kind of movie. So there's no language barrier. You know what's going on. There are no conspiracies between characters. There's no war, traditionally. Um, everyone can understand the plot, and it usually ends in a happy ending. Everyone wins. Hmm. Speaking of no conspiracies, if you look at the timestamp, it's 9-11. Dun dun dun! Uh -oh. So, I just have a couple things here. Um, it's like I have a couple comments about that uh, pornography there. No. So the Binky app, I think we talked about it before, but uh, I just wanted to bring it up again. The Binky is available for iOS and Android. Uh, I downloaded it on my iPhone, tried it out. It's pretty great. Um, it's basically a social media app, but that has no point. Nothing you're doing is actually posted online anywhere or anything like that. Basically you scroll through, you like pictures, you can, you can like re like re re blog them. They call it rebink, <laughs> which doesn't do anything. He's like, you want to rebink this? You're like, okay. And it goes like, <laughs> and that's it. You know, like it doesn't do anything. Um, you can comment on the photos you can swipe left or swipe right the same way you would on Tinder or other apps like that. 
Um, so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's just to satisfy your urge to, to scroll, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's people, they, they create a fidget spinner for your phone. That's it. There you go. That's Something to is. allow you to ignore the vast greatness surrounding you and concentrate your, uh, your entire being on a five inch screen. Mm-hmm. Channeling your power into that device. <laughs> Let it become stronger off your energies. Um, <laughs> next thing I put the on here. The swords from history. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Next thing I put on here is a, is a YouTube video from Brian Lunduk. And it's about uh, something we were talking about last week. This is actually what I was trying to think of, and I couldn't I couldn't think of it till uh, I talked to Ed. And he had shown me this before. It's a video about the uh, decentralizing the internet. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch the video, but um, I do know who Brian Lunduk is. I started watching his stuff probably a month ago, maybe a month and a half. Um, he does like Linux Thursday shows, news mm-hmm. about stuff like that, but. Honestly, I found watching him to be really annoying after the first couple t- like episodes I saw. So I don't I don't watch him too much anymore, but I might check this out. Mhm. I don't like his voice and his cadence. Right. He's That's like fair. talking about Linux and open source like he's, you know, hosting a a smooth jazz radio station. Hmm, that blockchain though. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> nice. Well, if you guys are curious, check it out. Um, that, that seems like the new hotness right now is like blockchain, blockchain. What can we do with the blockchain besides coins? Oh, it has a bunch of different uses. It's a new shizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What's the next thing? Oh, the uh, so now... Now, uh, me, Evan, and you, James, I guess, are no longer considered millennials. I never considered myself a millennial. Well, we we were, but uh, now it's a, a zennial. Awesome. So yeah. here, here's what I say. I, I look at this, <laughs> and here's what I have to say about this. <laughs> I have always thought to myself, I, I've always thought to myself as, obviously, like, I'm 39 years old, right? And I think of millennials as, like... Like Sam, who came on the show last week, like he's a millennial. He's in that right generation. I kept on calling him twenties, calling him Brendan. Yeah, yeah no, Brendan. you're a horrible person. His, <laughs> his name is Sam. Um, <laughs> I called him a Brendan a couple times this week at work, so it's all good. But um, Thank yeah, you. so Sam, he's a millennial, like clearly, uh, early twenties, like Evan just said. But at the same time, there's things that millennials kind of like. Yeah, this is just a native thing, and I get it that I'm totally about, like, I'm a cord cutter, you know, and I have no problem doing things on my phone, and I totally embrace the technology, and and I, you know, don't, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a baby boomer, and I'm definitely not, you know, I thought I was a Gen Xer, that's what I thought I was, but apparently Gen X is not that thing, but this kind of makes sense to me, although it's annoying that, that they have to keep putting labels on things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're the we're the middlemen, James. I feel like I feel like um yeah we Azini we grew up in this. the analog world as they say, but we're but we're comfortable with digital shit too. So what is the next thing that we're going to be uncomfortable with? Personal interaction. Is it public orgies? 
Um, I feel like what's what's the thing that millennials will embrace or understand that we won't get? Oh, I can tell you exactly. We already talked about it. Non-binary, gender fluid. Oh, right. Okay. Like Trump people? Yeah. <laughs> Trump people? Yeah. Trunk people. Oh, trunk, <laughs> trunk people. Jesus. From Rick and Morty. Morris, okay. hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe I'm sure that's, that's what, it what it is. And yeah. granted, that's not something that all millennials are like, yeah, this is, you know, this makes sense. I'm cool with it. I'm sure a lot of them are like, what the fuck? This is really weird. You're dumb. It's not gender fluid. It's not a range. Yeah. You can have a range of sexual preferences, but you are a male or you are a female. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will say you could do the surgery and become one of the other. I mean, thank God for technology. So that's more of a technical mm-hmm. hurrah than your gender fluidity. But I, I don't think is you can only you can only be two things until someone invents a gender. Now look, the day someone makes like a fu- a funitari, <laughs> okay, that's the day I'll be like, okay, okay, I, I'm with you here. I got it. You know what I mean? What's dangerous now is that because of the need to be politically correct and accepting of all genders um, has led to like kids as young as like eight or nine starting to transition into like, you know, gender reassignment therapy and stuff and taking hormones. They haven't gone through puberty, puberty yet. They don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, no, that's a parent's influence, and that's a bad thing about this stuff. Um, you know, it's it's too. I mean, I, I hate to say it's too public because I don't keeping things in closed doors is bad, but at the same time, it's like, look, I saw a video today of a kid of a, of a boy. He's just putting makeup on, like crazy, like a pro, like a boss, like better than most. His makeup game is better than every woman I know. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. and um. I was just like, okay, you know, and all I could think was like, where did he get this from? I was like, oh, he got on YouTube. Yeah, you know, good skill to have. Doesn't mean you're a female. Yeah, he saw he saw a woman doing it on YouTube, and he picked it up and was like, oh, that'd be fun to do. And maybe he's maybe he's not gay. Maybe he is gay. I don't know, but you know, it could be just he was like, this is fun. But he's probably. The kid's probably like ten or eleven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His makeup game's on point, though. Like he'll probably be a future like hero makeup artist. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we need more makeup artists. I mean, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. All right, so I uh, I came upon this article. It says you'll need special glasses to see the solar eclipse. Here's where to get them f- for free. You go to the you go to the link. It's just a picture of a solar eclipse. Oh, <laughs> it's just burning your eyes up. Like no, ah, yeah. Is it no, a cutout of glasses? And you're like, no, no, no. They it? have they actually have a, a link to. Oh, okay. In the article, the only thing that pissed me off about this article, it says to watch the eclipse in August. You're going, you're going to need glasses to see it. Blah 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 blah. It never actually tells you when these, this eclipse is. Oh yeah. So I had to Google that. Ugh. Monday, August 21st, a total mm-hmm. solar eclipse. Now, before clicking on the link, I thought it was something similar, but someone made like a mock, a mockery of uh, 
some DIY solar solar viewing glasses in, in the shape of a heart to go along with the song Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the Total Eclipse of the Sun mm-hmm. by the Moon. So, that's what's going so on So, that here. means the Moon is passing between the Earth and the Sun. All the planets are aligning. Pornography, Illuminati confirmed 9-11. The world's coming to an end. We need our laser rail weapons. James, get on it. I'm with the the orbital defense platform needs to be needs to come online ASAP. We have until August twenty twentieth. You got that, James? Mm -hmm. I'm on board. He's like, got it. "Mm -hmm." July July seventeenth. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) If you can see my video, my picture is like, "Mm, yeah, I'm on. He's like, uh huh. He's like staring out the window. Yeah, all right. <laughs> One eye closed. Like, oh. Mm hmm. So get your free glasses wherever this thing says to get them. I think it's a libraries and stuff have them. Um, and check out the solar eclipse. I, I can't remember the last time there was one. That's because the solar radiation was so strong it wiped your memory. Well, it doesn't take much to wipe my memory. You know that. <laughs> Just a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little time. Existence. <laughs> yep. You know how it is. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, okay. Whatever, Mike. <laughs> so right. for the third time this show, we'll reference some Rick and Morty. James, what do you got for the uh for the last link here? Um, it's just a season t- season three, season two. Season, season three. Season that's three. A, that's a typo. It should yeah. be the season three trailer of Rick and Morty. So, um, yeah, just a quick trailer. It's fun, fun to watch. Um, one of the people, uh, one of the guys on ETC News, talked about this, and he pointed out the really sad thing is, it's like two. You have two and a half months of TV viewing fun. Then you'll be like, when does season four come out? Four years, five years from now? What's happening? Yeah. You know? Well, that was at the end of season two, the finale, when Mr. Poopy Butthole got a visit from uh, the, that cat guy. Yeah. He was like rolling around on the floor. He's like, oh, that's the end of season two. When are we going to get season three? About a year and a half. Oh, oh God. How, how am I going to wait that long? Yeah. Well, they, they released season episode one of season three. Yeah, there was like a on test April first. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's a hell of an April Fool's joke." <laughs> so, but yeah, but I watched I, it. It was good. But the show itself is coming back. I know that. Yeah, absolutely. For nine more seasons, gotta get that <laughs> Szechuan sauce, Morty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, so I was just rewatching all the um, Rick and Morty episodes, and uh, you know, like I thought there were a couple that I had not seen. Yep. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so I just threw something in there at the last minute that I meant to put in. I forgot about. This is um the new Jackie Chan movie. Yes, I saw <clears> the trailer <throat> for that. Looks good. Yeah, the trailer looks really good. I would say it's a cross between uh what's that guy's name? He's like I have a it's, certain it's kind the, of job. It's the Chinese. It's the version of Taken starring Jackie Chan. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Taken and John Wick meets whatever. Yeah. Um, Funny thing is, his character is Vietnamese. 
Okay, he's Chinese, obviously, in real life. But that's fine. No big deal. All Asian people are the same to Americans. So mm-hmm. I get disbelief, how they can pull hard. that off. This is a continuation of the... I mean, I'm sorry. This is a remake of that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? <clears throat> the one where he's a fireman and his wife and son get blown Last up by a bomb. Hero? No, this is not a remake of that, though. Maybe oh, that was a remake. Like it. it sounds yeah, like but, the same plot. Yeah, well, this is based on a book called... Guess what it's called? The Foreigner? The Chinaman. <laughs> That's the only reason I put this in the show notes. Oh, because wow. it's so ridiculous. And it's obviously produced by Sticks Entertainment and a Chinese and that Chinese company that does a lot of Jackie Chan's movies. So why they just made him Vietnamese, I have no idea. And they're called the thing the foreigner. Like I don't think maybe some people would be offended, but the book is called that. Like they like couldn't if, have if a someone... movie in major release called The Chinaman. Really? They can't? I don't is that bad? So. I think that would get a lot of bad press. Is and that... There, no bad press, you know, no press is bad press. That's bad press. See, I feel like, I feel like the Chi- is Chinaman really... Well, I guess we turned it into a, a negative in the 50s or something. Yeah. Or in the wet, Wild West when we used Chinese people to make railroads or whatever. But... Um, according to some John Wayne movie I saw, mm-hmm. but uh, and Blazing Saddles, and Blazing Saddles, yeah, Chinaman. I don't know. Okay, I'll take it. I'm not Chinese, so I'm probably not going to be offended by it. It would not stop me from seeing it, but I could see a huge, a bunch of people wouldn't see outrage. it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're stupid. So yeah, they called the foreigner. Hmm. Um, that actually adds an air of mysteriousness to it that I kind of like. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But I, you know, I know. Yeah. So anyway, okay, that's all I download. got. Yep. Is it out yet? No. no. September, August. July like 17th. Yes. There you go. Very <laughs> nearly not the same it dates. coincides with the uh, deployment of the space defense grid. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, guys. Well, anything else? No, sir. Mm-mm. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can check us out at iopanelpodcast.com. Uh, there's links on there to all of our various social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can also subscribe to the show there. The RSS feed links are all there, also for iTunes and Google Play Music. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, Send us an email, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.